BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is the four-man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast with the four-man rush. This is your host, Timmy VO, along with my man, Kevin, and we're in a cover one defense today, and (laughs) we're just going to keep bringing you Panther news and Panther thoughts uh, right to your eardrums for you to understand and enjoy. Our topics for today, uh, and for this podcast, I should say, um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about our man, Arma. Uh, fullback for the Carolina Panthers, and the secret weapon that he might wind up being. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, comments Coach Rivera has made uh, about backup cornerback Mr. Heineke. We're going to talk about some of the camp battles, um, things to look out for, and uh, things that are starting to shape up. And, of course, we'll talk about what apparently everybody's talking about, which is a big deal for the Panthers, the Amazon Prime show, All or Nothing series. It's going to be very interesting, and it's great publicity for our our Carolina Panthers as well. So um, those are the topics, and by God, we're going to jump into it. Mr. Kevin. Yes, sir. How do you see one of your favorite players, uh, mind you, uh, Mr. Arma and his possible secret weapon capabilities? Well, hey, everybody that knows me knows that I, from the time that we drafted, Alex Armour in the sixth round of the 2017 NFL Draft. I've been by far his biggest supporter. Anyone that knows me knows, you know, I still got that old school element of football. You know, I like the, uh, I like using the fullback, I-formate, multiple I-formation lineup and just punch you in the mouth type playing style. You know, that's what I played in when I was coming up through, through the ranks through uh, middle school and high school. So, yeah, I've definitely been a big fan of Alex Armour from day one with his versatility when he played at West Georgia on offense, he played tight end and on defense, he played defensive end. And, you know, we've always been keen on position flexibility. So honestly, him being fullback was a, was a new task for him because he didn't really play that at, in college. But yeah, what was discussed is the pass catching ability of Alex Armour, mm. you know, just, you know, wrapping up from minicamp and heading to um, heading into the uh, break before training camp starts. You know, just looking over what the players are capable of doing, and it was just kind of brought up that how during the OTAs and minicamp, a lot of people caught eye of Armour pretty much catching everything thrown his way, hmm. not just the short passes, 
straight out the backfield, but we're talking someplace 25, 35 yards down the field. And, you know, we're talking about a guy that's 6'2", 255 pounds, five pounds, folks. So, you know, we're talking about somebody that's uh, bringing some weight to the table whenever he's uh, running a route here. And, I mean, the guy is is a is a big, fast athlete. And, and, and I, I, personally, I would love to get, you know, see him get a few opportunities each game. Idealistically, because of the type of offense we run, you know, with Noah Turner, with the uh, Air Coriel offense, it does feature the fullback a lot. I definitely can see him, you know, with the option of being targeted two or three times in the passing game, especially on play action. I mean, usually when we line up and our 21 or 22 personnel with, with tight ends and a fullback, you know, we tend to lean towards running the ball and a guy like Alice Armour slipping out into the flats, catching the ball, turning upfield. You know, I mean, we saw it in his rookie season in the uh, preseason game against the Tennessee Titans where we had practice against him. He actually scored a touchdown in that game mm-hmm. off the very same thing, a play action uh, pass to the fullback in the flat. He turned it up the sideline for, I believe, it was about 30 yards for a touchdown. So this is definitely something too. that he's capable of doing. I, I, as a fan of his... As I mentioned, two to three passes thrown at him a game, two or three carries a game. I think that would be a great workload for a fullback in the NFL, the, what the NFL is today, such a pass-heavy league. So it definitely brings back some of that old-school taste. But me personally, hey, I, I definitely think that when you have to worry about Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, Ian Thomas – when you factor in all those guys to worry about, now we're going to bring some guy like this running out the backfield and your little defensive back is probably all that's standing in the way. You know, so good luck with that, folks. But I'm definitely excited for potentially what may be an opportunity for my man, Alex Arnold. Absolutely, man. I, I can't I can't wait to see what he does uh, with, with the football in his hands. Um, like, like you mentioned about the Tennessee game, if, if you guys who are listening, if you think back to that game, um, when he caught that ball, folks, he turned his shoulders upfield and he was gone. I mean, he showed a he showed a really good burst, and that that really surprised me. Like Kevin said, he's a big fella, right? And man, he turned he turned upfield and and showed a great burst, no hesitation, and, and took it right in for uh, you know right in the end zone. So I mean, he's <laughs> he's he's going to be something that that people are really going to sleep on, and we're going to we're hopefully we're going to punish people with that. Um, a, a faster, leaner, possibly a meaner um, Mike Tolbert on our hands right here, folks. I mean, this this guy can catch the football, right? I mean, you, <laughs> uh, coaches trust you enough to put you at the tight end position and actually give you reps catching the football and things of that nature like he was in college. That that will carry over to the pros. He's He's, he's obviously good at it. Yeah, he's definitely good at it. And keep in mind, last year, you know, for for a while, he was actually uh, leading, uh, was on the Pro Bowl ballot uh, for fullback. Uh, he had scored uh, two touchdowns. Uh, his first one is, was actually on his first carry against the uh, Dallas Cowboys week one last year. So he mm-hmm. definitely has abilities to be a, 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 a secret weapon for us. I like the fact that, you know, like I said, we're talking 6'2", 255. And... With all due respect to the fullbacks of the past, I kind of see him as having the skill sets when you combine the, the run blocking of, of Brad Hoover mm. and the running and catching ability of 
a Mike Tolbert. Now, I'm not saying that he is as good as both of them individually, but I'm saying his skill set would be a nice mesh yeah. of what they brought to the table because Hoover was known more for his run blocking than his actual running. Mm-hmm. Tolbert was known for the opposite. He was known for more for his running and catching more so than his run blocking. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Alex Armour, you get the best of both worlds. And me, again, being a fan of the fullback position, you know, I love it. I definitely uh, hope he gets, you know, his moments of opportunities to really show what he can do. Here, here, man. Here, here. Absolutely, man. Like I said it before and I'll say it again, folks. It's going to be a special season. These guys stay healthy. It's going to be a very special season. Um, speaking of special seasons, um, apparently Coach Rivera has some comments to say about Mr. Uh, Mr. Heineke, a.k.a. put yourself out there. That kid got guts, man. That young man will always have my respect. I tell you that right now. Um, but um, so, Kevin, I'm, actually, I'm not I'm not too familiar with uh, what Coach actually said about about Heineke. You know, tell us tell us more about that topic. Yeah, the way the subject came up was after a uh, minicamp practice, you know, a lot of the media was, you know, speaking to Christian McCaffrey, you know, reporters around him and, and you know, someone caught Heineck, you know, saying just kind of shake his head and laughing a little bit. And it was that, you know, what's what's the deal? And he said, yeah, that's that's really not my deal. He said, that's right. He said, that's that's what Christian is there for. Just kind of joking and playing to how he gets all the attention. Oh, and, <laughs> you know, when that kind of got back to Rivera, Rivera's comments was pretty much saying that with the abilities and the playmaking that they seen up close of Tyler Heine, it would be a mistake on their part to overlook him uh, with this upcoming season. And me, I, I definitely am a fan of, of Heine. You know, we're talking about someone that was actually first spotted in college at Old Dominion by our own quarterback coach, Scott Turner. Uh, he was the one that actually scouted Heineck for um, his dad, Norv, when they was both at Minnesota playing for the Vikings. And, you know, so this is someone that both Scott and Norv Turner are very familiar with. You know, Heineck, for those that don't know, played at Old Dominion. He set a NCAA record for uh, yards in, in the in, the, in a game, Division One record, it was a. Um, I didn't know that. Old Dominion was playing New Hampshire, and they won sixty-four, sixty-one. Pine it through for seven hundred and thirty yards, which set a Division One record. They over. They came back from a sixteen-point four-quarter deficit. So you know, you're talking about someone that's, I guess you would call a poor man's version of Cam Newton because he was also a dual threat in college. You know, he had thrown for five thousand yards and forty-four passing touchdowns. Uh, he ran for another 11 touchdowns on the ground. Believe it or not, he actually won the Walter Payton Award, you know, given to the best player in the FCS division, and he was only a sophomore. So, you know, for those that, you know, that don't really pay much sense to the talent that we have at our backup quarterback positions, we actually have very talented backup quarterbacks that just needed an opportunity. And for those of us that remember the game, weeks, I think it was week 16, at home last year, the last home game against Atlanta, you know, prior to his elbow injury, Tyler Heineck was, you know, cutting up that Atlanta Falcons defense and was picking up first down both his feet and with his arm. So he's definitely someone that who has a skill set that Rivera said that they want to make sure that they don't overlook 
you know, because everybody's talking about Cam Newton coming back from shoulder surgery, all the hype off drafting, you know, Will Greer in the third round this year. You know, Kyle Allen is always talked about because how well he played week 17. Mm-hmm. I mean, folks, the truth be told, we actually do have probably the most talented quarterback room that we've probably ever had as a franchise. I mean, we really realistically have four guys that, you know, with enough training and coaching up could go out there and, and perform with us without missing a beat. So I definitely want to see Heineck get his chance to try to earn his spot on the team. And uh, he's someone that I definitely am a fan of. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Kevin. Um, again, thinking back to the way uh, the way he played last year, he shows a lot of guts. He shows a lot of guts. I, I think I think it took it took him longer to, to gather his rhythm um, as opposed to um, Allen. Allen seemed like he was really he was really geared and ready to go when he when he got in that game. He get, he got comfortable really quickly. It seemed like to me, but um, Heineke is. He he's a, he's a go getter. Um, he I can see why he was he was um, leader. I guess you can say in the backup role to Cam because he he shows guts, man. I mean he, he's he's a guy that goes out there and people aren't aren't afraid to follow. You know he has he has some leadership qualities to him. Um, I wish that he would pan the pan the field a little more, uh, meaning uh, go through his progressions. But. He's he's a heck of, he's a heck of a leader, man. He has a lot of guts. He has a lot of guts to get to get your arm or your elbow process destroyed like that. Get it wrapped up and wrapped back in the game, even though he threw picks after that. I mean, it, it showed a lot of heart, and I'm, I'm extremely extremely happy that he's still back with us. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, considering the type of injury that he had, I mean, you know, for those who don't know how severe that injury was, he tore every ligament. In his uh, left elbow, in his non-throwing elbow, and partially tore his triceps. Now, again, his stat line reads one touchdown and three interceptions. It's kind of ironic that all three of those interceptions happened after this injury when he came back in and wanted to, you know, fight and play for his team. Mm -hmm. You know, for those of us who are not familiar with it, you know, he lost his dad while he was in college, and his dad was like his biggest fan and biggest supporter, and... And it was like a leading up to the game. It was talking about how 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 important it would be with if his dad could be there. And one of the most touching pictures I saw last year was when uh, the Panthers had a seat and they had a T-shirt or a jersey for his dad, where his dad would be sitting if he was there. And that that kind of that kind of one of those personal tearjerkers, like wow, you know, it was it was just an empty seat behind the Panther sideline with a uh, you know say stri- strictly for his dad, you know, so. That was one of the more touching moments that I remember about uh, about that game. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you know, every ligament in your elbow and partial between your triceps for him to come back and be in position to fight for a spot. I'm I'm definitely pulling for him. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, whatever quarterbacks that we do keep, I think we're going to have a good group. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how these quarterbacks perform not only in training camp, but definitely in the preseason games. You know, this is when it's going to be their time to shine is the preseason. So I'm looking forward to it. You're here. Um, actually, that's a, that's a good segue, actually. Uh, so let's talk about the camp battles. Um, there are there are several positions, actually, in my in my eyes, especially on the offense, offensive side of the football, that some battles – Right, um, are going to be pretty evident. Uh, one being obviously the coveted left tackle position. 
Um, how, how do you see the the uh, uh, offensive line panning out in terms of camp battles, and also what what are what are some of the, um, the other positions that you're looking at? And uh, I'll, I'll chime in with with the rest of my rest of my lineup. Yeah, sure. You uh, you brought up the left tackle position. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we're draft we're moving up and trading up in the second round of this of the two nine, 2019 NFL draft to get Greg Little. Pretty much, a lot of our fans pencil him in as the starter, but Rivera made it clear that there's going to be competition. Let's be honest. You know, made a best man win. So we definitely want to see different players rotate in at left tackle. Don't be surprised to see Daryl Williams at left tackle. We got him on a one-year deal. I mean, think of the scenarios. What if, and I'm just throwing it out there, Greg Van Roten wins the left guard job, then where would that leave Daryl Williams? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a, just the fact that there's some scenarios out there that could potentially get very interesting in how things pan out. So, but yeah, definitely at left tackle, you could see Darrell Williams playing there. And even though Moten's started week one there last week, uh, last year versus Dallas, it would be hard to see him playing left tackle anytime during during camp, unless it's just strictly to just, you know, get a look, get a feel just to see, you know, just in case, quote unquote, something did happen and did have to play over there. Earn a, earn a spot. I really do see the competition is wide open. I don't see anyone as a favorite. And I, I think that's how it should go. Now, the key is, once we do select who are going to be the other running backs behind Chris McCaffrey, how many snaps are they going to get? As we all know, Chris McCaffrey led all running backs in total snaps last year. He rarely, and I do mean rarely, came off the field. Ever. (laughs) And uh, I definitely think with the uproar amongst a lot of Panther fans over we had C.J. Anderson, and we never gave him any real carries. And Man. look how he did in the playoffs once he got with the Rams and this, that, and the third. Listen, when you got a guy that produced as much as Chris McCaffrey does, you keep feeding a hot hand. You know, you don't take him off just for the sake of numbers. You know, if he's in there putting in work, making defenders miss, picking up first downs, do you really stop that momentum simply because – Okay, he's got 22 reps. The other guys only have three. Let's give him a chance. I'm a fan of until they stop it, keep losing it. Mm-hmm. So keep pounding. Uh, but I definitely think that over the course of time, that that can add up and take a toll. So if they can bring that down to maybe about 70 snaps for McCaffrey, and allow these other running backs to get anywhere from three to five snaps a game, I think that'll be. I think that would be something that would be fair for everyone and help keep the help keep that position balanced. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's the battles that I see as far as from an offensive side of the field, the left side of the offense line, and the uh, running backs. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's that's definitely where I was going to. Uh, I mean, like you said, I mean Christian is. Jeez, he's like the epitome of the of the three down back. You know. Um, I'm assuming, judging by you know how much muscle he, muscle mass he, this guy's put on over the past two seasons, uh, his his um, pass blocking capabilities is, pro- is probably going to get better too. Um, so him coming off the field is <laughs> it's going it's going to be a rare rare sighting. I'm I'm afraid, but like yeah, I, I'm with you, man. You know he's he's if he's producing, leave the man alone, please. And, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of crow they got ate last. 
Um, actually, his rookie year is a lot of a lot of crow that got ate or eaten by folks talking about he's too small, this, that, and the third. And stop. Either you got it or you don't. And he got it. He is a superior, superior all-around running back. And there, there's there's no disputing that. He he's smashing he's smashing people um with with the with their lack of awareness and and, and the <laughs> the ignorance and the stereotyping of, of this kid just based on what he looks like it blows my mind and i love the fact that he's just shutting people up and if they're still talking they're looking pretty stupid yeah definitely my favorite was we just need to go ahead and make him a slot rod receiver <laughs> you know and get us a big power a big power back and all that folk and i'm like well, you, yeah, will you get up out of the 1980s and, and see what the NFL is right now in 2019? Please. I mean, game is, is all about versatility now. Yeah. What kind of matchups can I create that's going to favor my team? Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just, it's just mind-boggling just how much just pure instant ignorance and just – unfactual assumptions that so many of Iran own fans had had about McCaffrey. It's like yeah. I heard more doubters within, you know, Panther fans about McCaffrey than I heard outside of Panther Nation of all fun? things. Yeah, likewise. You know, he, he can't run between the tackles. Stop. And I think I did a breakdown earlier uh, in, in a post that I had um, done where I showed that, you know, running between the tackles, he was – a little over five yards to carry between from tackle to tackle. Yep. You know, so, hey, I get it. It's not something that you're used to. And, you know, on the Fleming Rush, we keep it real. Let's let's call it for what it is. You know, even amongst people, you know, the fact that we got a smallest size white running back, mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people are not used to. And I've even seen other white fans stereotype him and be like, you know, it's too small, you know, it's not a real bag, you know, and I'm like, whoa, you know, hey, like, did you see what he did at Stanford? Like, a majority yeah. of his yardage where he broke NCAA records yeah. came between the tackles, like, open up your mind a little bit. Let's let's look at the, the evidence that's been presented here. So mm. I definitely, uh, but definitely when, when we hired Noah Turner, I instantly automatically knew that McCaffrey was going to you know, take his game to the next level. I'll be honest, you know, Shula being over McCaffrey is like, I, I can't even think of a good analogy, but it just wasn't <laughs> going to be a good mix, you know. And, and we saw how McCaffrey just pretty much turned into a, a nightmare every single game with so much versatility. And leading into the 2019 season, you know, from talk shows, for those who like fantasy football, you know, it's a lot of people considering drafting him as their first pick in fantasy. <laughs> so that the abilities of Christian McCaffrey are so unordinary based on what he looks like and what his size is that is is something that's taking a while for people to come around to, but they gonna learn. They're gonna learn. And 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 if you didn't learn last year, you know, grab a up front seat in twenty nineteen. You're really about to take notes. Truth, folks. Truth. Um now on on the defensive side of the football, I wouldn't say there's many Battles, per se. I will say this, though. Um, Galden, he does have a battle. His battle's with himself. And that, can he 
calculate all the information that he needs to calculate and fly around without second guessing or, you know, biting on simple, simple moves and jerks and things of that nature. Can can he solidify his position um, and battle, you know, I guess you say the, the battle within, right? Um, can can he overcome that and and be that uh, that safety opposite of uh, Mr. Reed and really solidify that secondary? Um, but you know, linebackers, D line. Now, there's not really a lot of battles because I mean that's 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 really a cohesive unit. But Mr. Golden, I'm worried about you. <laughs> I, I'm worried about you, and I I know I know he's a he's a he's a great player. Um, you know, seeing seeing the work he did in Tennessee and his tenacity. Um, and, you know, and what coaches have been saying about his uh, his uh, he's a cerebral player. Um, he loves the game, things of that nature. That's all good and dandy. I want to see it on the field, son. <laughs> I want to see it on the field because <laughs> hey, if he comes around, man, him and Eric Reed, well, that's that's, that's going to be a nice combination. Yes, sir. It, it definitely will be. And people got to understand that in at Tennessee, Golden played primarily, you know, nickel cornerback. So to go from nickel cornerback in college to NFL safety, it takes some time. And Rivera and Herney both pointed out that they knew this when they drafted him. They knew that Galden's rookie year was going to be filled with a lot of transition that was not always going to be easy and smooth for him. And I and I like the fact that he used the reps that he did get last year as a way of getting of feeling comfortable. And he went into the offseason with the mind frame of, you know, he's coming to He's coming to make a name for himself. And keep in mind that during OTAs and minicamp, he was playing not only at the other safety spot, but he was also getting a fair set of reps at nickel. So, again, position flexibility, folks, is, is something that here at the Formula we're going to continuously remind you of. Think about it in the game. You know, when we did those, when Will Harris did the breakdown of the safeties and pass coverage, you know, we showed that on certain reps, you know, either safety is interchangeable. There were some reps where we had Dante Jackson playing safety. Heck, Bradbury even played a few snaps at safety. So for the Panthers, it's just defensive backs, you know, playing multiple positions. Bradbury even played in the slot as a nickel to cover, you know, certain wide receivers depending on the matchup. So Mm -hmm. I just like the fact that with, with Golden, you're looking at the opportunity for someone that can be placed in multiple places on the field, moving these pieces around, you know, neutralizing whatever threat that the opposing offense is trying to bring to us. So I can understand the, the uneasiness of it. And like you said, hey, you know, it's all good to do it in the classroom and on the board, but it's time to show it on the field. I definitely look forward to, to Golden taking the most of his opportunities. So it's going to be something definitely – Definitely fun looking forward. And before Man Rush, yes, we will be there and we will be giving live updates on every Panther practice. So you folks definitely uh, stick around with us and we'll definitely bring you the latest in-depth content of your Carolina Panthers. And if you're not following us on uh, on Facebook, uh, which is where a lot of the uh, the live coverage will be, will be coming from the camp, um, you need to hop on over there and uh, give a give a like or follow. Uh, also, check out our Instagram, Twitter, 
and YouTube page. Uh, YouTube page is really, really, really popular. So you really enjoy the the content we got there. So um, speaking of enjoying content, uh, let's talk about this uh, Amazon Prime series, the um, All or Nothing. Definitely make sure you take that down. We'll make sure we make that information available prior to July 19th. Yeah, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll put it in the uh, the feed. If you're listening to this now, make sure you look at um, um, look at the, uh, down the bottom um, below the uh, the play tab. Uh, it should be it should be down there. It should be down there. And what's the, what's that link? One more time, Kevin. Yeah, the link is Amazon.com forward slash All or Nothing. So I can't wait to see it. Um, Again, you know, I'm I'm kind of a geek, so I I'm always curious on how you know these these big production companies put together their their uh, you know their their shows and things of that nature and you know transitions and you know stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But I am definitely going to see how they portray our Carolina Panthers because uh, again, last season was a very weird season. <laughs> we saw the best of Cam Newton and we saw the, the, the worst of Cam Newton, although he was injured. Um, well, I can't say the worst. He played a lot worse than that. Um, but you know, it's just, I guess, I guess the worst, the worst of circumstances for us in terms of constantly losing and, and the close games and, you know, and then just being absolutely obliterated by the Steelers like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good. It's going to be very interesting. Um, and again, we will put that link um, in the uh, the about section, I guess you could say, or the text se- section uh, below the uh, in the in the bottom of the uh, podcast um, reference. So make sure you look at that. Check us out. All right. So um, I believe that's the uh, last topic of the evening, Kevin. Um, anything else you want to put out there to uh, to our listeners? Uh, as always, because we never want to want to take anything for granted. I just want to thank. Each and every one of you that take the time out to listen to every one of our podcast series, even if this is your first one or you're just a few in or you listen to every single one, we just want to say thank you. And I just want to let you guys know that what we do behind the scenes was a serious grind to make sure that whatever we present to you, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram or Twitter, that you get in the very best effort to provide the type of content and detail that Carolina Panther fans deserve. Again, just a quick update. Uh, We're looking at this website being completed now that we're in the month of July. So within the next two to three weeks, right before training camp start is when we're looking to unveil our website. And I'm going to be getting our first sample package within the next two weeks as well for the four man rush apparel line. We're talking hats, t-shirts, shorts, uh, different color scheme combinations, you know, uh, black background, blue writing, blue, black brown, black writing, uh, different things here. So we, we got some things in the works that we definitely are are a lot closer to. And we can't we can't wait to share with you fans. And we hope that you like definitely give us your feedback so we can adjust and, and make sure that you're satisfied with what the four man rush does. So definitely uh, stick with us because uh, better times are coming. Well, I believe we can wrap it up with that, folks. So uh, <laughs> y'all be sure to keep following us. It's going to be a special season. I I, I can't say that enough. Um, hopefully, cross your fingers, knock on wood, whatever you got to do. 
Um, wish our players a, a, a safe travel through camp. Get on the other side, nice and healthy, so we can go into the season and uh, after the one, well, I should say the preseason and get through the preseason and get into that first game with the Rams and punch somebody in the face. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man! And I'm telling you right now, folks. We we get hyped when it comes to football, you know. When 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 that that whistle blows and that first kickoff goes off, man, you know we, whoo boy, that, that first podcast after the after week one is going to be interesting. Actually, all our podcasts are going to be interesting because we're going to keep bringing it to you fresh and new, the way the Four Man Rush does. So thanks again for dropping in and listening to the Four Man Rush. Um, although we're in a cover one defense. Um, I, I believe we, uh, we we served our our fellow four man rush uh, podcast hosts and contributors well. So um, on behalf of uh, myself, Timmy Vo, Kevin, Larry, Will, Monty, Gennaro, Norris, and everybody affiliated with the four man rush, we wish you a wonderful day, wonderful evening, wonderful morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And as always, Panther fans and non Panther fans. Keep pounding. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Man Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Man Rush exclusively. Thank you.